Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash am I the jerk video. We've got some hard-hitting questions today, and our first one's from an anonymous poster. Am I the jerk for being rude to a friend who wouldn't stop giving her opinions on adoption? I, 30-year-old female, am adopted. My parents have been incredibly open about this my whole life. I wouldn't be able to pinpoint a time I was told. It's just a fact that I've always known about myself and I've never once felt like I was any less loved or treated differently to my parents' biological children. Nor did my siblings treat me any different to each other. I realize how fortunate I am to have had the life I've had and realize this isn't the case for everyone, but I digress. I have a colleague, Jenny, who ever since she found out I was adopted, won't stop bringing it up. She'll always ask personal questions about it, which is fine. I have no problem telling my backstory. But she's recently taken to asking my opinion on hypothetical scenarios and then using it as a platform to state her views. For example, one time she asked me if I had the choice, would I have my own children or adopt as well? I could barely answer before she was telling me all about how she could never adopt because she'd never be able to see them as her own child. Yesterday, she asked me if my parents ever considered giving me back after they had biological children. This just really pissed me off, as it could be a triggering question for some people. So I told her to mind her own business and freak off with her terrible opinions, which others tell me really upset her. I don't think I'm the jerk but others on my team said I should have been more sensitive to her and explained why her questions are inappropriate instead of biting her head off and making the whole team dynamic awkward. This is definitely a really weird situation. Would you guys agree that OP is totally right to act that way? Or do you think OP should have taken a more careful approach, considering this person doesn't really know the etiquette and just explained how awful of a question that was? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from an anonymous poster. Am I the jerk for not having empathy for my friend who sent naughty pictures to a stranger? My friend matched with a guy on Tinder. She told me he was amazing and sweet and she couldn't wait to meet him IRL, but he lived pretty far away. Then after texting for about two weeks, they shared some photos. Apparently his were just pictures he downloaded from the internet, but she sent real ones with her face visible. He then proceeded to threaten her to leak the pics online and also share them at her workplace if she doesn't send him new pics on a daily basis. She blocked his number and his account on social media, but he created new ones and spammed her. I don't get why she sent him pics after two weeks and why she chose to keep her face in them instead of blurring it or cropping it. After she told me, I tried comforting her and offering my help. But she kept saying how unfair this is and that she felt used by him after thinking he was a decent guy. I told her it was a stupid idea from the beginning and she should have known better since something similar already happened to her friend before. Also, in this day and age, don't you hear enough horror stories about stuff like this to know you shouldn't do it? 
She got mad that I didn't have empathy and doesn't really speak to me anymore. Am I the jerk for not having empathy with her? I'm gonna say OP's not the jerk here because I don't think they did anything wrong here. First and foremost, OP said that they were there for them and they tried comforting them and offering their help. And I think beyond that, it was just a case of what the friend's looking for versus how OP's feeling or thinking. I don't think OP's a jerk, but I can understand why the friend's frustrated when, if they're only there looking for some consoling and some listening, and in return they get a, well, wasn't it a stupid idea? I don't know, was OP the jerk here? Let me know. Our next story is from Apprehensive Top 8340. Am I the jerk for leaving my husband at home while our kids and I went on a mini vacation? All week, we had been talking about going a couple hours out of town to get out of the house. He brought it up, but wanted me to plan everything out. We couldn't agree on what to do, but knew where we were going. The morning of the day we were to leave, today, he asks me when we were going to leave. I tell him I'm going to work out and shower, and then I'll be out. He swore at me, saying that meant we probably weren't going to go. After I showered, I then began to make sure my things and my two boys' things were all packed while I also got myself and the two boys dressed. My husband sat on the couch the entire time. He came to me halfway through and asks if there's enough room in my tiny luggage for his things as well, but I told him no because I had the boys and my things in there. This is tiny enough for an airplane carry-on. He walks away. I then load everything into the car and put shoes on the boys and my husband sits on the couch. I ask him if he has his stuff to put in the car. He says no and that he didn't think I wanted him to go and says have a nice trip while crying. I look at him and think to myself, you sat on the couch the entire time and did not help me whatsoever. You couldn't even pack your own things. All he had to do was bring me his things and I could have packed it for him. I refused to pick out clothes for a grown man, so I left. It took him 8 hours to text me to even make sure we were alive. He didn't even have to check on me, but you'd think he'd want to check on us children. Add on, that's not the only bag we have to pack things. We tend to take several different bags on trips. I asked for help two different times to get the boys ready, and I also stated that we would be leaving shortly after I exercised, normally 30 minutes, and showered. OP, I think, is definitely not the jerk, and I think this husband is a huge man-child with some kind of issue. The fact that they can see you actively packing and getting the kids ready and your stuff ready and just sits there, and then at the very end is like, well, I guess you didn't want me to go. It's like, you don't even seem like you want to go. Our next story is from CuteAd2631. Am I the jerk for banning sister-in-law from Easter party because of the stunt she pulled on our daughter's birthday? I'm 40-year-old female. My husband, 41-year-old male, has a half-sister who's 30. She's not my favorite. And my husband isn't crazy about her either. She's always involved in a different multi-level marketing every time we see her. She quits every other job she has after a month, asks us for money, and has a new boyfriend every time we see her. Our daughter, 13, has always been crazy about her though. She's the fun aunt. There's been numerous other times we've been upset with her because of something she said or did around our daughter that we found inappropriate. But her 13th birthday takes the cake. This happened two weeks ago. Our daughter turned 13 and what sister-in-law decided to do for her was to take her to the mall so she can buy her some clothes she wants. No problem with that at all, but the secret present is what husband and I have flipped over. Turns out, she took our daughter to one of her friend's apartments who pierced her belly button. I found out when I found daughter disinfecting it a few days later. 
Our daughters expressed wanting this to her dad and I, and we firmly said no. My husband thinks they're trashy, and I sort of agree. Maybe when she's a little older if that's really what she wants. But 13? No way. Also, sister-in-law didn't take her to a place that does piercings. She just had her friend do it. How do we know that her friend knows what she's doing? How do we know her materials are clean? Horribly disrespectful and dangerous in our opinion. Because of this, we're not allowing sister-in-law at our house for Easter. Our daughter's upset and sister-in-law is raging at my husband. At the end of the day, she took our daughter to do something that we firmly said no to and potentially put her at harm. We also aren't going to allow our daughter to go with her aunt alone anywhere anytime soon. Are we jerks for this? I don't think they're the jerks for that. I think it's very understandable, even necessarily not because of the piercing itself, but because of the lack of respect and concern for you knowing even what you're doing with your 13-year-old kid. Also, I'm kind of curious, if somebody really was like dead set on wanting a belly button piercing, how old do you think they should be before they're even allowed to get that? Was the kid in the story way too young to even be getting a belly button piercing? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. This next story is from Important Enough 05. Am I the jerk for telling my parents I'm not my sibling's mom? I, 16 year old female, am the oldest of four kids. As the oldest sister, a lot of responsibility is placed on me. Two of my siblings, 13-year-old female and 9-year-old male, are old enough to care for themselves. However, my parents have had a baby, female, in 2019 and she's now 3. Since the day she was born, it's been my responsibility to watch her, which I have no problem with, but sometimes it gets tiresome. Don't get me wrong, I love all my siblings and I try to do my best for them, but I'm so tired. When it comes to my three-year-old sister, I'm expected to bathe, feed, and help her get potty trained. But bear in mind, when I get off school, I have to go to work three days of the week and then come home and take care of my sister, which barely gives me any time for myself. I've complained to my parents multiple times I'm tired of watching their child, but it's always, when I was your age, I was watching my little siblings. No matter what I do, it's always, you're the oldest, you should be able to handle it, be the role model fine. However, a few weeks back it was a Sunday night around 9pm and I was in my bedroom doing my hair when my parents called me into the kitchen. They asked me to get my 3 year old sister and watch her so they could watch TV because she was being too loud playing with her toys. I told them I couldn't because it was getting pretty late and I had to finish my hair for school tomorrow. My mother snapped at me and told me that I needed to get my sister so they could have peace. My dad's a truck driver and my mother works at an insurance agency but she works from home. So I get it, they can be tired after a long day. But this day my father had gotten off work early around 2pm and my mother logs off at 5.30pm. But I also have other siblings that are capable of watching her too, so why me? I then told her that my sister is not my responsibility and that I wasn't the one who conceived her and gave birth. My father then joined the argument and took my mom's side, saying that I was a lazy witch that should be helpful because my parents get tired of working 24-7 and need a break. I was so heated that I told my parents I'm not my sibling's mom and I refuse to watch my sister. I then proceeded to walk away and shut my door and continued getting ready. The next morning, my mom and dad were saying that I'm a jerk for not helping my parents out when they're so tired and need to relax. I told my friends what happened when I got to school, and they said I wasn't in the wrong, but I can't help but to feel guilty for what I did. So, am I the jerk? 
OP is definitely not the jerk. What they're doing already and what they've done already is like way more than they ever should have expected of them. The fact that there is one night where you're doing your hair and you're getting ready for bed, your parents are there and they've been off work since mid-afternoon, and they still can't find it in their hearts to let you just take off for the night watching their kid, it's kind of ridiculous. I know they're tired, but you can't just take off parenting. Well, you can if you want to be a terrible parent. Our next story is from Potential Beat 3757 Am I the jerk for trying to get my fiancé to convert for me? I was raised by a modern Orthodox Jewish family in Queens, New York City, which is a scary thing to say on Reddit. My mother, 62-year-old female, is a first-generation immigrant to teen parents who escaped from Germany in the late 30s and early 40s. My grandparents, who are 99 and 100 years old. My father's a Soviet immigrant who came from what was then the USSR to the States as a child with his mother and siblings. While I, 25-year-old male, don't really live in the modern Orthodox communities anymore and moved out of the States for university when I was 18, I'm still a practicing Jew, just to give a lower level than I once was, and I'm engaged to an Irish Catholic woman I met at university who I'll call Eve, 26-year-old female. Eve and I met in Freshers' Week and have been together since halfway through first year. Eve's parents are both Irish going back centuries and Eve was born and raised in Ireland as well as growing up very strictly Catholic going to Catholic schools and mass and having Catholic ideals implanted in her. Eve identifies as atheist slash spiritual slash pagan now and has completely disconnected herself from her Catholic faith. My parents and Eve's parents do not get on as you would imagine. Eve's parents want her to marry a nice Irish Catholic boy, not a first and second gen European immigrant and immigrant from the States. My parents want Eve to convert to Judaism for me, as their faith is very important to them and they fought so hard for it, and they want Jewish grandchildren. Eve has no plans to convert for me, and I'm fine with that. I have no plans to convert for her. Neither of our parents are thrilled, but Eve and I are in love and live several hundreds of miles away from both our parents. I have several friends from my shul whose wives have converted for their marriage, and it's starting to make me doubt myself. Does Eve really love me if she won't convert for our marriage? Is Eve not converting proof she's still attached to her Catholic faith? I also feel a hole in my heart. Many of my relatives died because they were Jewish and there's not many of us left. Do I really love Eve more than I want to have Jewish children and grandchildren and continue my family line? So long we've been killed for it and as things are getting more serious, I would like to have more children with Jewish parents. I could still raise them as such, but it wouldn't be the same. I asked Eve if she would ever consider it and she blew up at me calling me a jerk for even suggesting it, as I've brought it up before and she said no. I think I've reached a place where I can't marry her even though I love her because my lineage is very important to me. We've been together for years and it'll break both our hearts, so am I the jerk for trying to get my fiancé to convert for me? I think more or less it's not really about whether you're a jerk or not, it's about whether you're compatible. If you're going to try and force them to convert for you or put a pressure on them, then yeah, I think you are the jerk. Sadly, if it's something that is just such a contingency, I don't know if it'll work out. But forcing that when very clearly Eve does not want to does make you a jerk. And our next story is from an anonymous poster. Am I the jerk for telling off my deceased husband's attention-seeking ex? My husband of 10 years died 6 months ago in a car accident. 
and recently his girlfriend from high school found out and posted a sympathy message on Facebook stating how great of a guy he was and how sorry she was to hear and her prayers go out to his beautiful family. Normally this wouldn't have bothered me so much, but this woman was a constant sore spot in our relationship. She was my exact opposite. I'm Dominican and grew up poor, and she's a spoiled blonde who grew up wealthy. She dated him for over a year, but hid their relationship from her racist parents who despised him for being Hispanic. During their senior year, she suddenly breaks up with him with zero explanation in a letter and immediately moves on with a wealthy classmate who's obviously parent approved. This hurt my husband so much that he dropped out of school to avoid seeing her. I met him soon after, but he never got over it or her. Even years later, something as simple as seeing her on social media would put him into a depression for days. So seeing her posting on this memorial page after causing him to quit school set me off, and I simply told her that if she thought so highly of him in death, perhaps she should have treated him better in life. Most of my friends and family support this, but a few have told me I'm being unreasonable. Am I the jerk here by defending my husband from someone who hurt him? I'm gonna say OP is the jerk. I think their feelings are very emotionally charged, and I think it's bringing up just bad memories seeing anything from them, but what they said wasn't inherently bad. You don't have to defend your husband when there's nothing to defend him from in that situation. Our next story is from MassiveCell9959. Am I the jerk for refusing to help a coworker who moved out of state? I work in an office setting. Most of us were allowed to work remotely two years ago. My coworker Jill ended up moving from San Diego to Utah. Because the cost of living is cheaper in Utah than San Diego, she's living quite well. Jill had someone who volunteered to help her with office stuff, like her mail, so it worked out great for her. I never liked Jill because she took advantage of me when I started and never apologized or made it right. She also threw me under the bus. The person who helped her left, and our company's requiring staff to come back to the office twice a week. Jill panicked because she obviously can't fly from Utah to California every week. Our boss said he was fine with her working remotely because she can do 95% of her job at home, as long as she has someone to handle her office stuff like mail. Guess who she asked? I asked her why she was asking me, and she said I was nice and I'm in the office regularly. Then I asked her what I was going to get. She was confused. I said I understood how valuable it would be if I helped her, but I'm not doing it for free because I'm not a nice person. I don't care if she's in a different state. I'm busy enough. I don't owe her anything. I don't work for her. I don't have to help her. And quite frankly, I really didn't like her. I'm not saying no, but what is she going to do for me? All she said was that we're a team and that I'm in the office. So I said, sorry, I'm too busy. Now she's coming up with plan B's that are being shot down by HR and compliance. Honestly, I would have settled for a gift card every now and then. It befuddles me how some beggars want to be choosers. There's a few instances that led to me cutting her off. I had just started, and she would dump her work on my desk at the last minute. I wasn't hired to help her. Then she started promising that I would do stuff for other people without asking me. The worst was when she asked me to mail out paperwork that she prepared. Her work was all wrong and she blamed me for not checking her work that was like four months into the job and i never got a single thanks i told her off and she found another sucker i think opie's definitely not the jerk and honestly in jill's situation i feel like this is like a well you don't know if you don't ask type situation what else are they gonna do see if you can get some free work out of somebody obviously opie's not the jerk for refusing to do that our next story is from grow petter 
Am I the jerk for keeping a caged dove at my shop and letting kids pet it? I, 26-year-old female, consider myself an animal lover. There was a wedding a few months ago near my shop because there's a really beautiful place nearby for pictures. They let some white doves fly for the ceremony or the pictures. I saw them fly around and thought they'd be taken back in or something, but that wasn't the case. The street cats had some for lunch and some flew away. One particularly chubby one was flying around like a hen, clearly failing to take off. I thought it would get run over, so I felt bad and took it in. I called the company and asked if they wanted it back, and they said they had no obligation to take it back, because it's not an invasive species, and they weren't coming back for the one. I called animal control, same response. Try to adopt it out, but it's not really considered a pet, not in my country at least. I sell trinkets, but I didn't want to keep it free in the shop, so I bought the biggest cage and set a minute. Before I open and after I close, I let it out and it wobbles around. A vet told me it would never fly because it's grown caged and its muscles haven't developed properly. I let some kids pet it and it enjoys the attention for sure. A lady came in yesterday and she was out of her mind mad that the bird's in a cage and called me horrible. I tried to explain but she just scoffed and went to look around. A client asked me for something and I lost her from sight for about 5 minutes. When I glanced back up, my dove was gone. I ran out and I saw the woman dramatically throwing it in the air. The bird awkwardly flopped on the floor and ran back to the shop like there's no tomorrow. She kept fuming, calling me a horrible person and an abuser and went away. She left a bad review. There was another customer that complained. Am I the jerk? I think I'm doing what's best for it. I think OP's not the jerk. There's probably some kind of scenario that you can find for it, like a rehabilitation thing. But the next best thing is making sure that the quality of life isn't outright horrendous. I mean, it's either OP do that for them in a cage and let them out and let them experience some stuff and feed them, or let them out on the street until a wild cat comes and rips its head off. Our next story is from Seagoat888. Am I the jerk? My boyfriend won't let me sit on his couch. My boyfriend just moved into a new place and bought a new couch. It's beautiful and comfortable and he's very proud of it. We woke up today and worked out. A couple hours after, we biked to the store and home. The temperature is about 70 Fahrenheit with low humidity so I didn't break a sweat. He was cleaning up for about 30 minutes and then noticed I was on it, turns to me and tells me to get off the couch because I'm dirty. I got off but I think this is ridiculous. I've been on it already for 30 minutes anyways, how much dirtier am I going to make it? It really bothers me that I don't feel comfortable in his home. Who's the jerk in the situation? If anyone. I don't know, this is a really tough one because without being upfront about not wanting to get it dirty, you're going over to your boyfriend's place, you just want to sit down. But I also get it from his perspective, it's a brand new couch and then somebody's working out and came home and sat on it. I'm gonna say OP's not the jerk because it's a couch, you're gonna sit on it, it's probably going to get dirty, and there was no mention of it beforehand. Our next story is from an anonymous poster, am I the jerk for blowing up on my mom when she didn't go along with the plan to make Mother's Day about my wife this year? My wife and I had our first baby 10 months ago, so this is her first Mother's Day as a mom. We talked about expectations, and she said that she wants the actual day to be about her from now on. Because our moms both had plenty of Mother's Days and our nuclear family takes priority. For some background, Mother's Day usually consists of splitting the day between the two families. My mom picks what she wants for the day and sometimes it isn't even kid friendly. 
This is her second grandchild. My sister, who's a mom, does some stuff in the morning with her family, but then everything else is about my mom. Also, my mom and wife really don't like each other. My mom doesn't act on it, but they've never liked each other, and I can see them both physically cringing when they're together. I can get that. I was a little nervous about how both of our families would react. My mother-in-law is having a hard time with it, but said she agrees. My mother-in-law picked another date for us to celebrate her, though, and it was all good. I told my mom, and she said it was fine, but my stepdad was making comments under his breath. I asked my mom what alternative date she wanted, and she said she doesn't celebrate things on other days, and I can do whatever I want. But if I don't want to come to the family thing, she isn't going to have a fake Mother's Day just for us. I tried explaining that it would still be a celebration, and we want to do something for her. My mom said it was fine, and she didn't want to. Then my younger sister walked in, and my stepdad was like, Do you know what this jerk is doing? My sister began yelling at me, so I was blunt that my wife takes priority now and I refuse to 1. Make her uncomfortable, 2. Spend Mother's Day at a winery when kids can't drink. My mom told us all to shut up and went into the kitchen. I followed her and asked if she was hurt and she said no, but she doesn't like to open up. I explained that we wanted to do something, so please pick another day and she said she already said no and leave her alone. I knew my wife was going to take that badly, so honestly I lost my temper a bit and screamed at her that she's acting like a two-year-old. She's always selfish, picking stuff that inconveniences the actual kids, and she doesn't even deserve much because she's a lame grandmother, never visits, never helps. I did apologize right after, but she was just like, okay, and rolled her eyes. I'm gonna say everybody in this situation is a jerk, it just seems like there's so much dysfunction, nobody can agree on anything, there's no compromising from either side whatsoever, there's vicious claws being drug out, petty things being said, underhanded things to make them upset, top to bottom there's some dysfunction. Our next story is from Seeing Ghost Act 2, am I the jerk for proving a point to my friend and making her pay up on her bet? Alright, so this is stupid, but it's turned into a problem for our friend group. So I, 26-year-old male, am single and so is a lot of my friend group. We tend to talk about our relationships pretty openly as we're a tight group. So me and my friend, Jenny, 27-year-old female, tend to always take the opposite point of view on things. I lean conservative and she's very much left-leaning. She's a feminist and very vocal about social issues. We always keep things civil and friendly. We're good friends, but kind of rivals, if that makes sense. The friend group loves to get the two of us going. So recently, I was dating a girl casually. After a few dates, she said she wasn't feeling a spark, but really wanted to stay friends. I told her she was a very nice person, but I didn't see us being friends. The girl and Jenny know each other, so I think Jenny found out about it. So Jenny asked in front of the friend group why I didn't want to stay friends with said girl. I said I just didn't really view her as a friend. This started the whole debate on whether guys and girls can be friends. I said that yes they could be, but not if the original goal was a romantic one. She said that I was wrong and that she had plenty of guy friends who were once potential relationships. I said BS, that those guys are on a roster waiting for a chance. She said I was wrong and started calling me a jerk. I said it's simple facts that unless they were always just friends, that those guys would jump at the chance to hook up with her if given the chance. We were pre-gaming to go out, so our whole friend group debated on this for over an hour. Jenny kept getting pissed at me individually though, 
saying how insulting it is to imply guys are only her friends to get in her pants. I said maybe not every guy, but a majority of those dudes on her roster are waiting for a call up. She said, wanna bet? I said, sure, let's do it. I said, text three of your closest guy friends that you're lonely and wanna hook up. I'll bet that two of the three of them will show up within 30 minutes. She laughed and said, how much? This is easy money. We agreed on $100 and the friend group got super invested in this bet. Well, she sent out the text and all three dudes start texting her asking when she wanted them to come over. She got all upset and went to the bathroom. I read the room and didn't make fun of her once she came back, but I told her she needed to pay up. She told me she wasn't paying because it was a stupid bet that proved nothing. I said that I would have paid if I was wrong, so she needed to pay up on her bet. The guys all agree that she made the bet and needs to pay up. The girls are saying I'm being a jerk about it. I think it's all fair because she took the bet confident that she would win, and I'm sure if I was wrong and didn't want to pay, I'd be getting roasted for it. Am I the jerk? I'm gonna say both sides are the jerks here. I think both sides are being very argumentative, and in that situation, they just found out three of their friends who they thought were friends are secretly just hoping for a hookup session. So like, you might be entitled to that money, but like, give them a minute to kind of get over it and cope. You have plenty of time to go badger them for the $100 every so often, and you have plenty of witnesses. So like, let them process everything and then get that $100 later. And our final story of the day is by throwaway666 with a lot of zeros. Am I the jerk for kicking my friend out of my bedroom so my wife could take a nap? So I, 28-year-old male, have a wife, 27-year-old female, who works full-time as a CNA while she's in school to become an autopsy technician. She works a lot. She's constantly picking up extra shifts, working doubles and even triples. She does all that on top of going to school full-time. Because of that, she often takes a nap after work. Well, yesterday, I had a friend over who I'll call E. My wife and E do not get along as E makes her uncomfortable, but she and I don't prevent one another from seeing friends just because one of us doesn't like the other's friend. E was over at mine and my wife's house playing video games when my wife calls to tell me she's on her way home from work. She sounds exhausted, and I asked her if she felt okay to drive, and if not, I'd come pick her up from work and go back together in the car later. She says she's fine to drive and that she'll see me later. I said okay and told her that I loved her. E and I go back to playing video games. It's worth mentioning that the only TV my wife and I have is in our bedroom. I was laying on the bed playing and E was sitting in my desk chair. About 15 minutes later or so, I hear my wife come in the house and call out to let me know she was home. I come into the living room and give her a kiss. She all but collapses into my arms, exhausted to the point that she couldn't even walk to the bedroom. I ask her if she's okay, and she says, yeah, just a long day at work, I really need a nap. I nodded and told her to come lay down in the bed. When we get to the bedroom, I politely tell E that he needed to leave, as my wife was exhausted and we could play later that night. E asks why he has to leave and why my wife just can't sleep while he and I keep playing. I explained that it was just a game and that my wife and her needs came first. E then asks why my wife couldn't just take a nap on our living room couch. I told him I wasn't making her sleep on the sofa just because he wanted to keep playing. E gets pissed and slams his controller down on the dresser and goes to leave. Before he does, he turns to my wife and tells her, I'll bet you're happy. He always feels like he has to pick you over anyone else. He leaves and slams the door on the way out. 
My wife turns to me and starts to apologize, saying she could have just slept on the couch. I tell her no, she couldn't have, and tell her to get some rest. Later that night, my other friends were blowing up my phone, saying things along the lines of bros before hoes and saying it was rude to kick E out just so my wife could sleep. All of my married friends, however, are on my side, saying my wife's needs come first before my friends. E's now saying he won't speak to me until I apologize. So am I the jerk? I think OP is definitely not the jerk. I think their friend E is a man-child and can't understand that some things are more important than their gaming session. And God forbid somebody who's working super hard has to take a nap in their bed. Just put a pause on it, resume it later, and move on with your life. Stop being a petty jerk. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.